Johnny Wilson has been a true highlight to yeah. start off the spring. You know, I think that I didn't post a video on social because I wasn't sure if we could or not, but you know, just watching him warm up on Saturday and, and just, again, use the word fluid for how big he is, all six seven, and, and you know, how low he could get his bend and, you know, he, running a drill, you know, turning and, turning and going. There was no waste of movement. It, it was like a guy who was six one. Surprising. So thank you, Arizona State. If things continue to unfold, <laughs> you know, as yeah. they as they have, but you know, he's probably Thanks. been he's probably been wide receiver one for three three days. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub. In the house, you know, we're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I can wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here's the Spear, presented to you by NoelGameDay.com. We are here on a rainy but exciting Thursday because spring camp has sprung here in Tallahassee, and it feels good to have the pads back on. The practices are hot and chirpy. Guys talking trash to one another. Some transfers impressing early freshmen. You got A.J. Duffy throwing the ball. We are here. Spring football has begun. Uh, looking forward to another big day tomorrow as the Knolls go through their final practice before spring break. But with me this evening, we have Nate Greer, our lead recruiting insider, and Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor. It's been a busy, 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 crazy week for everybody around on here. Nate was in town. D. Lou was out by the moor, I think, like 24 hours in total <laughs> during the weekend. And Nate was out there, too, on Saturday. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? Are we have we recovered fully, or are we still uh, no, still struggling? I'm back no. at it, bro. I'm ready to do it again. <laughs> what you coming said, back you're... this weekend? Nah, I'll be back. Uh, okay, I'll be, well. I'll, be, I'll be back for spring game. We already discussed. Have a long time to recoup, then. Hell no, yeah, man! I'm right you... back to work. No, me too. Oh yeah, all week. I mean, I, I wouldn't consider your your job work. You just oh, oh man. I wouldn't just, consider your job work. You just hand people food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you just teach people control off the leap. I'm fixing uh, technical technological issues that could take down law firms over here. So yeah, you're like, hey, just unplug it, plug it back in. Hundred bucks. <laughs> it's really compelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tough it's also, work. It's also a good description of what I do, though. That is true. That's probably all you tell people. But yes, we are in spring football. We have a big time recap of recruiting too. Dustin has got a lot of info, including Nate. I think we've got 
I don't know. I can't keep up with how many articles we're putting out a day. At least five minimum of recruiting articles we're putting out with interviews because uh, the guys got in contact with a lot of them in person and over the phone. So uh, some great interviews that are going out. We'll recap some of them later on in the show. But first, we got to start I, off. I with think we talked to almost every kid. I think so. I don't think one. Well, I don't think one slipped away. One almost did, but like, not, not, uh, I think minus like five or six. I think we talked to almost everyone there. We got the important ones. There was a yeah. couple that snuck through the cracks, but I've been yeah. I've been hitting up guys throughout the week and getting on the phone with them. So yeah. yeah, we pretty we pretty much covered all of our bases though. Did a did a really good job. It was a lot, man. That that was wild. We're sitting out there. Writing articles, got to jump up, get an interview, and then take picture. Make sure you're getting. Then we had practice going on Saturday. Before we get started with everything, everybody like the like the video on YouTube, subscribe or on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Hit the subscribe button because uh, we've got a lot of content coming to you guys. I will say before we get started that we will have a break next week. Uh, it's spring break, so not going to have a lot of stuff going on. Florida State doesn't have a practice, so we won't be jumping on here. This will be our one break that I think we've had since Christmas time. So we'll have a week break off, then we'll be back. And I'll force come him on and back in action. Podcast. Yeah, we'll give Nate the reins over here, and he could just do whatever he wants and see what I'm happens. I'm taking a week off. So. <laughs> you sure, hey, you sure you want to do that? Oh, God, no. I'm not giving you that. We're going to make sure I change all the passwords times 10. But uh, a lot crazy weekend. Let's get started. There, people people want to know what happened in spring camp. Uh, so let's get started. So Florida State. Huh? Tell them. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. I we were if you were in the spaces last night, hey, we might be doing it again tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. I didn't get an invitation. Hundred people, people, baby, yesterday. First spaces. Nice Twitter clout. That Twitter clout, man. We got to get Nate in there too, because I I feel like having y'all in there to do a little discussion after practices wouldn't hurt anybody. I think we didn't tell you. Loved it. Just did it. Just did it, and somehow did well. Yeah, I told the Discord though. But yeah, on Saturday, we got to see Nate was in town. Of course, Dustin was there, Noah, Maddox. We were all at the first practice. But during all of that, buses and buses, bus loads of recruits, including former Knowles, were in town. A list of some former Knowles. PJ Williams, you had Joshua Kando, J Rob was also here. Asante Samuel Jr., Dustin Hopkins, um, Gabe Neighbors, Gabe Neighbors, Leroy Butler. Leroy, yeah, Leroy Butler. Everett Bound. Um, can't Even, remember. I mean, Lamont Green Sr. Yep. Marvin Wilson also was here, yep. which I think that's really saying something to Mike Norvell and that relationship there. Rick and what Leonard they've been able there. to. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of former Knowles, and I'm sure I'm missing some, but uh, that instantly brought in a lot of energy. I don't know about you guys, but it just felt like almost like a spring game. It just, everybody high spirited, beautiful weather, and ended up being great for not only just for the practice vibes, but also. Uh, on the recruiting front, which we'll get into with Florida State landing a defensive lineman. But, uh, you know, going in and, you know, watching the first bit of it, you can definitely see some guys with size that have been put on, definitely in the trenches, I think, offensive, defensive line. I think there's still definitely maybe some work to be done, but there is some size. Um, definitely, with, you know, we won't jump too far to Wednesday's practice with the pads on, but when you see one of the pads, it's extremely significant to see guys like Joshua Farmer, Nate, who, you know, we, we're both pretty high on, I think the whole podcast is and the future for him, not only this year, but the next is stepping up. But he looks like a number two guy behind Robert Cooper and Fabio. I love it. That I don't know what Coach Storms has on him, but he is putting on some serious, serious size, Nate. Yeah, and he's moving really well, too. Um, you know, 
the thing that stood out first and foremost was that, you know, like you, I thought that the team, you know, physically looked, looks much better. Um, and that seems to be a consensus for a lot of people who are there um, and have been there the first three, three, three practices is that, you know, the team looks better, you know, physically, you know, the practices have been better. Um, it's just, everything is better from the previous year, you know, the competitiveness, uh, the pace of the practice, uh, the sharpness, you know, going back and forth, it just, it seems a little bit different and, and, and it's in a positive way. And yeah, it's practice one and, you know, a lot of, lot, lot left to happen. Um, you know, I, I haven't been there for pads. Pads are on now. That changes the game for some people. Um, but had to be pretty, you know, pleasantly surprised with what what I saw, you know, with the transfers and how they were doing and how they were um seemed like they've adapted pretty well overall. Um and and then you see guys like, you know, Joshua Burrell who look pretty damn good, you know. So there's a lot to be excited about, you know, over the next few weeks to see how everything unfolds. Yeah, going back to that early bit of practice, now that we're able to share some videos and pictures, it feels a lot better because we're able to talk about these things to you guys, but now you actually get to see pictures. But first off, I mean, Trey Benson, extremely mm -hmm. impressive in person with the size, but throughout the last couple of practices, you get to see how uh, he's got some shiftiness, but his explosion too with the size. He's by far probably, probably him and CJ Campbell size-wise are your two big backs right now on Florida State's roster. But seeing Benson fully healthy, no brace on, nothing is definitely a good sign to those people mm -hmm. who were going crazy on Twitter and losing their minds and Facebook crowd too. Shout out to I the Facebook it. crowd, but I mean, going wild that they I landed him. I understand it. You know, you know I yeah. understand people concerned about the injury and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, they're, 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 they're doing it the smart way. They're not throwing them right in the fire. You know, they're, they're easing them into it. But if you look at, you know, the, the kid is very well put together. And, you know, the, the runs that he did have, like you said, man, they're, he, he's a lot smoother than I, than I expected. And, and he gets that second level very quickly. Yeah, you, the, you can see the speed it is is still there. Yeah, I think what people forget is he was a stud in uh, Mississippi coming out mm -hmm. of high school, one of the fastest players in that state, if not the entire country in his recruiting class. And, yeah, he suffered that devastating knee injury, but now nearly two years removed from that injury. That's normally when you start to see guys get back to, to their normal selves. And, you know, it's looking – Early on, we're, we're kind of seeing that with Benson. He's definitely mm -hmm. above the standard that some thought he was going to be, be at coming in. Yep. No, he's been definitely impressive, something that uh, we talked about quite a bit in, inside of our spring practice observations inside the Discord. But definitely a good start for him. I think, too, you know, we'll jump into some guys that are jumping early. Let's talk about some two, two freshmen that yeah, Mugger last night first. after practice. Yeah. After the practice last night, Mike Norvell was very high on that on them. That's Sam McCall and Azare Thomas. I mean, so far, so good from those guys. And we got to see them in coverage a few times. Definitely yesterday because it was raining. And so everybody was inside the IPF, which 
I got to say, I'm not going to complain about that. I wish all practices could be, but it won't be. But that was nice to be able to see in person how tight coverage that Sam McCall and Azra Thomas were mm-hmm. delivering. But those have been two guys definitely lining up, definitely as Azra Thomas. And looking at his body frame in person, too, you can tell just like how Jalen came in as a freshman. The long arms, the legs, the length that he has. And he made plays, multiple PBUs yesterday because of his length and being able to rip the ball out of the wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, hand. It, it, you know, I, I thought it was interesting um, listening to Jamie Robinson after the first practice t- talking about those two two freshmen and thinking how you know he thought they could be like really elite as safeties. Well, but the coaches like him at, at, at corner, but man, you know Th- Thomas, you know might be the early you know three D and you know revelation. The fact that you know, this this guy. He he's busting he's busting ass, man. Like he 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 looks like he's a second third year, you know, physically looks the part of a second third year guy, and then but also he's holding his own, man. Like I thought he was a good player, but I'm I, I am I'm pleasantly surprised and very happy that you know he is as, as competitive and as good as at corner that he has been. And then McCall, you know, he's for the last three years been one of the most, you know, gifted athletes in the state of Florida. You know, you know, he's always was going to be a, a, I think, a quick transition. So, you know, two freshmen that are going to be look to be immediate impact. Yeah, and to your point on Thomas, that was one thing I really noticed whenever we were at the tour of duty session. Um, last week, you know, his frame is farther along than we thought. Physically, it already looks like he can compete at this level. He's got a pretty long wingspan, which is only going to help him out in coverage. And like you noted on Nate, his his competitive nature, you know, mm. th- that, that entire session I was at, him and McCall were competing and going at each other the entire time. Um, it's one thing to come in as a talented true freshman. You know, you can't teach – that uh, that mentality, that grind mentality that he and McCall both have, and it's only going to make them better and allow them to impact that defense earlier in, in their respective careers. Yeah, those yeah, two it, guys it, are grinding. Yeah, the Thomas is a lot quicker than I thought too. No, you know he he's very shifty. If yeah, his being, hips are, his hips a, are good for how, how it, his length. Yeah, for being a six, you know, six two corner, you know, he's very very fluid mm-hmm. now he's he's impressed very early and the coaching staff starting to give him some more early early looks against a good competition he and deuce span who you know i'll mention a little bit later but uh he and he and deuce span went at it uh yesterday and both guys kind of 50 50 on one on each other but really good battle there because deuce span the length and size that he has he kind of has a frame of Ter- to terry uh just has you know some good speed on him but the size uh, was a good, mm-hmm. good, good chance for Azaray Thomas to show his abilities to stay stuck to that wide receiver and also use his length to cause a couple of PBUs, like I had mentioned. But I wanted to talk about the guy that has completely shocked me, and I wasn't expecting this, and I don't think maybe anybody on this podcast was, and someone that's been lighting up the practices and back to back to back days is Johnny Wilson, the Arizona State wide receiver transfer. I, 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 yeah, I 
texted y'all multiple times. I'll text y'all a couple times throughout the practices and I'll say, you know, something highlighting coming from it. And man, Johnny Wilson, I think I've talked about the most, just about his size, his speed, and he runs some of the prettiest routes too, which is extremely impressive. He's putting on some pounds, but he still has a speed, but probably his biggest talent is taking down contested catches. I don't think Mm -hmm. I've seen him drop one yet. You know, there's one, I think on Saturday, that was just over the head. You know, there was no chance there. And he's six seven, so there's definitely going to be some chances for him to grab some, but it was just over the head. That was the only, I think, ball that maybe going in his direction and quote maybe that he, he could have dropped. But other than that, I mean, these one-on-ones, these one-on-one battles, he's winning. And it's extremely impressive to watch. I know on Wednesday's practice, he had – not Wednesday's, Mondays, he had a back-to-back-to-back series of catches which uh, was really impressive because they were uh, some solid gains. As as being credential, we can't say depth, we can't say injuries, and we can't can't say you know maybe what routes these wide receivers are specifically using. That's why I kind of we got to keep it kind of generic here so we don't uh, get in trouble. But just take it for what it will. There, these are some nice gain catches from Johnny Wilson, and he did it again yesterday in a really physical one on one battle with a defender, which had really good coverage on him. Um, and ended up bringing the ball down. But Johnny Wilson has been a true highlight to yeah. start off the spring. Yeah. You know, I think that I didn't post a video on social because I wasn't sure if we could or not, but you know, just watching him warm up on Saturday and, and just, again, use the word fluid for how big he is, all six, seven, and, and you know, how low he could get his bend and, you know, he, running a drill, you know, Turning and turning and going, there was no waste of movement. It, it was like a guy who was six one. Surprising. So thank you, Arizona State. If things continue to unfold, <laughs> you know, as yeah. they as they have, but you know, he's probably Thanks. been he's probably been wide receiver one for three three days. You know, yeah, probably been the most consistent. You know, Keyshawn Houghton's looked pretty good. Um, yeah, Ontario Wilson's looked pretty good. Um, you know, I, 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 I like Spawn a lot. I think, you know, he's going to be really good for FSU at some point in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, even Portier has made a bunch of tough catches. And I think you can tell the competitiveness in that room is definitely lifted. You can tell the guys that are, have been a part of the program the last few years, you can tell their effort significantly has increased because you know there's four guys coming in that are coming in for spots and you know that's not even talking about you know Wright who more than likely is gonna you know once he can figure out man coverage is gonna really help this offense too so yeah no I think out of these transfer wide receivers, it's been the Johnny Wilson show. And we'll see whenever, you know, Winston Wright being a full go, maybe later on in camp too, as we can see, he's participating in practices, but, you know, probably still waiting for a full go to him as to he was dealing with previous things before he came to Florida state, but uh, he's definitely impressive in size. I'll throw up a video on here, but you know, Florida state has a true big time competition there at wide receiver. I thought on Wednesday, Deuce Span had his best day. That was kind of his breakout. You just really saw more confidence and him understanding the system. Maybe he building some uh, understanding of the chemistry and the throws from maybe some of the quarterbacks, but he really was connecting on Wednesday, making some 
really great grabs down the field. Again, some good coverage on him too. And that's something too, Nate and D Lou. These 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 balls, these aren't wide open guys. And it's kind of a little bit how we saw on Saturday, although some guys were making, you know, some good some good runs if mm-hmm. the ball was a little bit ahead of them, that would have probably gone for six. But since these practices, since Monday and Wednesday, the, these these coverages have been a lot tighter. And it's good for both sides, and you're seeing that. But, I mean, you are you're still got guys like Micah Pittman, who's going to get a lot of burn, I think, definitely this upcoming season. But you can use him as a threat in the slot just because he's got the eyes of a running back, I believe. He knows he's got just really patient eyes and understanding just the scheme of things and what's going to develop in a play. And we get to see that during practice. Um, and Terry Wilson, veterans, it's great to see. You know, mm-hmm. they know – you know, I'm sure they have a chip on their shoulder with these freshmen or not these freshmen, but these uh, transfers coming in competing with them. They know what's on the line here. And Ontario Wilson and Keyshawn Helton have had two, uh, three really good practices, but definitely in the last two practices, they've been on their game. Definitely shout out to Keyshawn Helton. I thought he had a great day on Wednesday with a beautiful over the shoulder uh, catch. Wonderful ball to a dot from AJ Duffy, which we can probably transition to because I know there's a couple of questions here, but AJ Duffy seeing him in person, you can definitely tell. I was a little shocked, I think, Dustin, when we heard on Friday at the luncheon that uh, A.J. Duffy was nearing 230 pounds. I was like, what? How? I was not expecting 230 pounds. Maybe 215. Maybe 215, yeah. That is a big cat. I get to use that. <laughs> that is a true big cat. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty, very pretty throw from A.J. Duffy over to – um, Keyshawn Helton, and you can He's see very him. much built like Sam Howell, you know. Yeah, you know, kind of this. I don't want to say squattier, but you know, just very thick. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, it's the best way for me to put it. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just 2022. So now, if you say thick, then it's going to be clipped. Hold on. Well, he's he's th- a thick boy. He's sturdily built. There is that better. There you go. Yeah, there's a but, picture I took from the other yeah, day. But he made, you know, I can only speak on what I saw on Saturday. He made a lot of great throws um, that were dropped. You know, um, I, I think mm-hmm. his first few reps, first few cycles, he did struggle a little bit. But once he got into a rhythm, you know, he, he throws a really, really accurate ball. And that's something that, you know, I like coming in with him is that, you know, once once it gets full on eleven on eleven, full on practices, and um, you're just watching him. You know, he anticipates really well, and he has really good placement of the ball. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see his development. But from what I saw, you know, as he got going more, um, he got more comfortable, and you have to be you have to expect him to be you know super nervous his first college practice. Hmm. And you're seeing a lot of leadership, too, from Jordan Travis early on in these practices. We saw it Saturday and then definitely on Wednesday whenever I was able to grab a shot of them talking. And Jordan Travis is really emphasizing being a leader to Duffy really early on. And uh, I really like that just because you see the transition of Travis being a really vocal leader now this season and him going now to a very young player early in Lee and want him to become a leader. So that just shows kind of some – I give – Travis, some big time respect there and what he's doing. He'd said that he looks, he feels the strongest and the fastest he's ever been. And I do think he is a, uh, quite a bit more explosive. I think he, he looks very comfortable in the offense now. Very comfortable. 
sitting back there and reading, you know, yeah. not antsy. Like, I mean, that's, that's just how development happens. No, he, he's not so yeah. antsy back there. Uh, he knows it's, you know, his job to lose, you know, he's the eyes on favorite and the 99% chance that he's going to be the starter. Um, you know, he, you know, he's got command of the offense and, you know, he's the unquestioned leader. Veezy, what's good, baby? What's good? Welcome in, little late night work. Yeah, you know. You know. I don't know. I'm working always till 12, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. We're working the lines. We're we're always working, Veezy. Just not um, Leonard Hamilton anymore. He gets a break. All right. Sorry, I didn't. I, I'm sorry. I feel like that was completely unnecessary. It, it was. It was kind of a hit there, but I think, you know, Florida State fans are a little triggered right now. Uh, there's a question about Joshua Burrell. I think uh, he's looked good. His size good. is wild. His size is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. His whole thing has been coming in. Can he get separation? And from what, what I've seen and what I've heard, that has not been a problem for him. You know, he's primarily a slot guy. He's really good at, you know, jab stepping and creating some separation. And, you know, even when, when guys are on him, you know, he makes those tough catches. I don't think any anything within his radius of vicinity he, he caught. If it's by him, he's catching that ball. Mm-hmm. I want to note on another player who I think in person is ridiculous. I know I was texting in the group chat yesterday, but Jared Verse I think, has put on maybe 10, if not 15 more pounds, um, and which is even scarier. He still has the speed, explosive off the edge. He and McLendon, who, Nate, you and I are very high on, DMAC. The, the thing with Derek McLendon, he's trimmed down. He's slim. Mm-hmm. He's still a lean guy. He's still got the size, but he's definitely slimmed down. I think Verse definitely has more size on him, but – Sometimes in practice, it's a little unfair with what verse and number nine on the other side can do. It's been impressive to watch, but McLendon right now seems like a certified starter for me heading into after this first week. We'll see if anything changes tomorrow. I'm just going to say, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, Briggs, you know, Briggs, McLendon verse, you know, Fuller's look pretty, pretty good. You know, Peyton, you know, the, Again, like we talked about in the, you know, the pre-spring, you know, discussion about defense, you can't replace Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas, but, you know, you can still have great depth and still have players that make a really big impact on the, on the defense. So mm-hmm. looks like they're going to have, th- you know, maybe four to five guys that are going to help out very, very, very much for this defense. Verse was killing, killing, uh, killing it. Killing. <laughs> he was killing that offensive lineman. He yes. was killing that offensive lineman. I mean, it, it is crazy to see the speed, but that's why I spent, I so yesterday I spent like maybe 20, maybe 30 minutes over there by Coach Odell Higgins, just because I love hearing him coach. And you can usually hear him either way across the practice fields, but going to see him in person, getting to see guys like Daniel Lyons, who has also been a bright spot to start off the spring camp. You get to see Farmer, obviously. Bishop Thomas, who has the calf size. I hate to say it, Nate, but he's got the calves on you, um, which is Bishop Thomas. Mm. The, mm. 
I'll we'll ask see. him tomorrow. I'll ask him tomorrow if he can comment on that. But uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe a tape is... measure. We can have Nate measure his, send over it, and then <laughs> nineteen and a half. Put it around Bishop Thomas's nineteen camps. and a half here. That's well, well, nineteen and a half. All right, so we'll ask FSU's SIDs tomorrow. I'll bring a ruler and say, "Hey, yep. this is weird. This might <laughs> yeah. be really weird, but I need we Bishop to stop." Yeah, you when... need like a little a thing to tape or like wrap around his leg so you can get the. You can't wrap a yeah, ruler around his leg. I guess. Yeah, I don't know what to call that though. What is it called? Tape measure. Yeah, I, I guess. See, <laughs> but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, so maybe we'll ask the SIDs if we can ask for one of those so we can see the size of Bishop Thomas's calf so we can compare it to Nate. But seriously, though, the size is really impressive. And I want to go to a guy. I, I, think, Bishop Thomas, I think Bishop Thomas is, a, is a, a nose, and I think that Daniel Lyons is, is, a, is a tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. He definitely could sit down there, and I think that's how Nodell is going to use him. But mm-hmm. being, the, being around that group and seeing Fabian Lovett, Robert Cooper, I mean, these guys are gigantic. Organic. I need to show a picture of Fabian. I thought Fabian. These, these are these are Fabian some big boys. Up. They're not even cats, Nate. These are big boys. No, Fa- I can't Fabian's, even say cat. Fabian's these are bears too. Bears. These are. I don't know if he's drop weight. Let me. No, no, no. He no like. Maybe bad weight. No, he looked very, very good. <laughs> Did he look like a bear? Yes. I thought he looked like a defensive tackle. That's a that's a that's a bare defensive tackle right there, <laughs> and Farmer's all the way to the right. And look at look at love it all the way to the left. Goodness gracious, woo! Uh, but and then Robert Cooper's Robert Cooper. I mean, so those two are kind of identical to one another. But watching them as leaders, even Jared Jackson too, who we saw I think get into someone's helmet. Was it Sydney Williams' helmet last year during a play where it almost could have been called a flag? Sydney was uh, chirping with another player. Mm-hmm. And held him accountable. You got to see Jared Jackson, Fabian Love, and Robert Cooper. No slacking, you know. And I, I think Odell holds those leaders to, you know, hold these younger guys. But it was really cool to hear those two. No matter, I mean, I felt bad for some of them because I mean they were kind of like jogging a little bit. But Fabian said, "You're at, you know, I can't really comment on what he's saying, but <laughs> he said you just get over here, pretty please. That's what he said. <laughs> get here as just really nicely. So." But yeah, there's a question here from Johnny. I don't know who Justice Justice Haynes is. I don't know if that's someone that maybe Nate or Dustin know. Do yeah, you know he's a doing? he's a 2023 running back, one mm-hmm. of the highest ranked guys in the nation. I actually saw him a little bit at UA Atlanta. He was probably one of the most fluid running backs there. Really well put together frame. But honestly, I don't think he's getting out of the state of Georgia. I think he's going to go. You don't think he's going to go to Georgia? Oh, I think okay. You think? Georgia. Yeah, I think Georgia. He's got an FSU no. offer, but I don't know the last time he's been around or I've heard his name personally. Yep. Uh, the Maddie, Maddie show the vlog. Yeah, Micah, Micah and Maddie. Yep. Those I, I believe um, she's been watching some of the practices. So uh, shout out to the vlog over there. Um, they're getting a lot of love. Wait, Maddie's here. Maddie's here, dude. Why didn't you tell me Maddie's here? I'd go to practice. <laughs> I need an autograph, bro. <laughs> what the world is I happening? I, don't I didn't know, know you were the biggest fan. I didn't I know you. Know are you subscribed to the channel? I think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but Dustin, something that will light up. Hit your, the reset button. <laughs> yeah, something that will Hit light up reset. your eyes. 
Yeah, someone will light up your eyes is Daughtry Richardson had a great day on Wednesday. Uh, Dust, I know you had a really tight relationship with him during his recruitment, and I thought he was one of the best newcomer interviews, but he got a lot of praise from Coach Atkins and Norvell yesterday, along with Bless Harris, transfer offensive lineman. But really impressive to see a true freshman, Daughtry Richardson, getting some good reps. And I don't, I, like I said, we're, I wasn't going to talk big guys until the big until the pads came on. And so I went over there, too, to watch those 3v3s, your one-on-ones, and Daughtry Richardson and Bless Harris won the day with pads on on Wednesday on offensive line. Yeah, definitely love hearing that. Um, really, the thing with Daughtry, just got to keep putting on that weight and, and that good muscle on his frame because he's got the frame where he can add a lot to it. You know, he's still kind of small right now. That's why he's good. He's coming in here. Yeah, he's, that's why it's good. He's in here learning behind these experienced guys. Came in as an early enrollee to continue working on his body, and he's going to make an impact in the future. I don't think it's going to be this year. I thought Quishon Sapp looked really good. Completely off of, uh, you know, he's out there watching practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked real, real, real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching him walk into practice, he's definitely impressive with size. And I knew that. I knew that too. Got to see him working out. He said he, he, said he was like, if I remember, were you sitting there, Dustin? I think he said he was. No. Like, he's near three thirty. Didn't even look. Did not look like it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it was cool too to see Cam Irving too. I actually, forgot to mention this. Cam Irving was in the house too and got to. I see said it. I said it. So. Oh, yeah, Nate he said it. He I ignored it. Uh, Cam Irving was also in the house, but got to see him <laughs> whenever they were leaving practice. Seeing those two talk and, and conversate, which was really cool to watch. Um, and getting those former Knowles, I mean, you got this. I mean, on Saturday, a lot of them talked after the practice, like PJ Williams talking. Uh, there's a question here from Johnny Bug is does Brit uh, does, Dennis Briggs is not coming off the bench, he's a starter. Um, uh, my observation after practice, I don't have him as a starter well, yet. It might change, it might change. He's now here's the deal with Briggs and just size wise, he right now he's more almost on the side of a defensive lineman to me than he is a D end right now um which might be surprising unless there's still things that he's changing with his body whether he's the size of a whether, DB lineman to me right now whether whether he is starting out at the end or at tackle like last year Dennis Briggs will be a starter not over Fabian and Robert so then it goes he, over whether, the edge he literally what, started what, over them last year yes yes whether it is <laughs> well, yes Fabian Leather kind of has Whether it is defensive end or inside like last year, Dennis Briggs will be a starter. I don't care what you've seen in three days. I know, right? We're talking about a guy that got injured in the fall. Like, he's still getting back to full strength. He's transitioning to a new position. Let's chill out, Logan. Come on. Chill out. Now, 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 Now make sure I need the podcast to remember that nobody on here but me has first starting after the spring at the end. And not gonna happen. Great. It will be it will be it will be McLendon. But I don't have Dennis Briggs right now at DN. It's a good thing we Starting don't pay you coach. I've I've called my I've called some good things. I remember <laughs> top record last year, me. Remember that. You gotta remember that. And I was very high on Briggs before, so I wouldn't just be saying this to say nothing. It hurts me to say it. It hurts me a little <laughs> bit, but there's guys ahead of him that I, I think I wish I could say this. things. I wish I could say things, but we can't. 
So now uh, we let Dustin and Nate get it. prime. No, no, no. I don't, I'd like to go to another practice at least. But anyways, yeah, the, the size difference is definitely impressive. Um, Rodney Hill, too, has kind of uh, impressed me right away. I didn't know he was that big in person. I had no idea about his explosiveness. We saw him break up in a couple, Nate, on Saturday. I remember sitting up there mm-hmm. and watching and saying, Ooh, who's 29? I had to look yep. on the roster sheet there. Say, okay, all right, impressive. I think this right. might be Mr. Wren throwing a five bomb on here. He's always in the show, definitely mm-hmm. in the uh, showing us some love on, on Twitter. And, and DMs. speaking of, you know, Corey Wren was out there and he was getting a lot of work in, in the mm-hmm. passing game. You know, it looks like that, you know, the, it was more of a concerted effort to get him reps and to get him involved in the offense. But, you know, going back to, to Hill real quick, you know, he gets mm-hmm. that, he gets his, that top gear very quickly. I think that's what I, I was a little bit surprised about. I didn't think he was that quick. That fast. I didn't realize he was that built. Yeah, me neither. I did not. I did not see that. Uh, Jacob, yes, they are in full pads. Norvell played a game with me. He said that they were going to have shells on Wednesday. So, I'll, of course, I'm the one over here tweeting that, oh, they're getting shells. And then I got Fabian Lovett here walking in with pads uh, on his pants. Well, that's what like, you deserve. Well, Norvell doesn't like it. That's, that's yeah, Norvell's got. playing games with me. Norvell's playing games with me, so uh, he got I you to be fake news. <sighs> fake news, yeah. Hashtag fake news. Uh, maybe let's talk Renardo Green and Demori Tate, two guys that you want to see have a big spring. Uh, number one, Renardo mm-hmm. Green. You're high on him, Nate, and you think that he's going to be a true starter this upcoming year. I do think yep. with his spring start, there's definitely a really good chance that happens, but. Uh, uh, I know Renardo had an interception to the start off spring practices. And then Damari Tate has got into a little click here. Definitely on Wednesday. Listen, I thought man. he had his Wednesday. He had his best practice that he's ever had. At, State. If, if, at if, least Demory Tate, if Demory Tate and, Tra- and Travis Shea, you know, realize everything that they can bring to the table, you know, this secondary is going to be really, really good because you have, Jamie Robinson, an all-conference guy in the back end. You have Akeem Dent had a great season. You have Sidney Williams, who's played very well. You know, Renardo Green, who was a starter before he got hurt. You know, Kevin Knowles, who's been out there playing out wide. Um, you know, like Norvell said, they're trying a lot of different personnel in, in that secondary. You know, I think, I think none of us have any really clue how it's going to all work out. But there's a lot of a lot to like what you've seen, and if a if a guy like Demory Tate figures it out, that's going to be really good for this defense. He's all six two, mm-hmm. one ninety five. Yeah, he's got great size on him, and he's mm-hmm. always had that. It's just about getting yep. things to click, you know, and just staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best attributes availability, and he hasn't had that yet, so. Yeah, no, there, yeah, there's he's a- never he's never had a spring, you know, true freshman nope. season. COVID knocked it out last year. He was on the the cart um, with it in the the leg cast or whatever. So this is really his first spring since he got mm-hmm. to Florida State. It, and- it, I, I I still re- feel really good about my crazy prediction of uh, Marion Cooper being DB one. He looks yeah looks the part. You saw that play that he gave Akeem Dent that tip ball uh-huh. for an interception. 
But even watching them on, on Saturday, I, I honestly didn't see him give up a reception. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I, and he he's put on size. Too. I think he's put on more size than Knowles has. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the staff likes him to Washington. Um, you know, there's a lot to like in that secondary. So he's uh, figured Cooper, out it's gonna be gonna be a good defense, man. Cooper hasn't even been on campus a year. You know, you got to remember he was one of the guys that that came in in July. He wasn't an early enrollee last year, so. It was really impressive for him to work his way into the rotation, you know, being with the program for such a short time, and now to get a full off season in the program, it's only going to benefit uh, only going to benefit him. And I really do think he's primed for a breakout sophomore season. Uh, there's a question here: Is a defense or offense dominating? Uh, coming off of Wednesday's practice, that's all I'd really maybe evaluated off because there's actual pads on. But I thought the defense. I mean, the defensive line. Uh, won the day over overall against offensive line, but still, who plays being made? It's really 50 50, definitely when you're looking at one on ones or you're looking at seven and seven. Um, but when you go into the team period, I think the, the offensive line is still trying to figure out the different pieces that they want in there. But I mean, if you look at it, you got you're dealing with Robert Cooper, Fabian Lovett, Dennis Briggs, first, um, Sean Fuller, McLendon, uh, and then you got guys too, like Patrick Payton, who. I, I got a pretty good shot of he's definitely put on some certain uh, out of if you're looking at those three, because I think there's always question marks, Sean Bray Jackson, Patrick Payton and Byron Turner out of those three. I do think um, it's Pat Payton who's put on some significant size. So um, but overall, that defensive he's line put it on like 40 day. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and like then, like legit, like 40 pounds of yeah. really healthy weight. Yeah, no, the defense is most certainly uh, loaded right now in that but, in that deep room. But, but people room. want to complain about storms, though. Sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. People want to complain about storms, and I think that you look at him and uh, you, you look at Farmer, and you look at a guy like Verse who looks even better. I mean, everyone's got to chill out a little bit. Yeah, I don't know who who it is. That's people that are still complaining about Josh Storm. I. I I get it that we are a cheat. We get to cheat and we actually get to see these guys. We're next to them. We get to see them with pads on and see the physicality that they bring. Um, so we're, we get to cheat, but just trust us. These, these things, not only if you, if you want to look at size, okay, do that. I mean, he's, this is now true third year. He had to friggin' send dumbbells to people and shipments during COVID. I mean, had to send supplements. Mm-hmm. Here's a friggin' protein bar for you, gainer, to gain some muscle in your legs or right. go over to, <laughs> Um, other, I mean, when they first started, here's a dumbbell, buddy. Go, go enjoy the pull ups off the fence. I mean, and, and you know, damn well, the, you know, during COVID, how many, how, how many times were people not working out? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean there's a reason why it's very, very strict. I mean, look at Dustin. Yeah. It's a, it's a fair point. I'm not a professional <laughs> athlete, though. So thankfully, no one's pointing that out for me, except you, asshole. that camera work i don't know what happened but it does look like some you're going through some rough internet vz look at that he's struggling like hard Uh, the internet they already cutting off the internet before you move d lou what do you mean what's wrong with it it's like like, it keeps stalling it's stalling and it's like it's 160p maybe 480p you might want to do a stop this maybe um yeah restart the camera yeah that might be a good idea (laughs) 
<laughs> that's not working. It's that's making me scared. Nightmare waiting to happen there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's making me scared more than anything, man. How about uh, CJ Campbell? I always love talking about walk-ons that are impressing, but CJ Campbell and Treshawn Ward having a really good day on Wednesday. I mean, uh, Ward, whenever he has a chance, he can blow open some runs, uh, as we know. And he's more explosive, I think, than he was last spring, which is scary to think of. But CJ Campbell, a guy to maybe keep an eye on and maybe potentially earn a scholarship. He had two really, really good runs yesterday and the whole uh, – it's fun to see the whole – offensive side run over down the field to go celebrate with them but um the running backs and toa philly i think people might be sleeping on him too but he broke open one two yesterday um but yeah those three impressed but the two up front there ward and uh, campbell had a really good day on wednesday which is great i'm trying to get through a uh, majority of the positions tied in you know nothing too crazy there you know um who am i missing the name I'm missing a name. Byron, uh, Courtney. Courtney had a really good, what was that, Monday? Yeah, Monday. He had a really good day down the field, made a grab inbounds deep, made a wonderful catch. Might have been catch of the day, uh, but nothing too crazy flashing from that tight end group right now. There's a question about Shaheen Brown. He's made a play, but nothing too significant uh, just yet. Still another really young guy. Looks like he's going to be the primary backup to to Robinson. You know, mm-hmm. I think that you know that's where he fits. Uh, if we were going to predict a backup quarterback, and this is still crazy early, but we do love you, Miss Carroll, so we got to answer it. AJ Duffy. Yeah, I mean, if I were to if I were to give a pick, it's it's. <laughs> It has to happen. Yeah, I do think Duffy's going to burn into getting some second-team reps pretty early. Anyone else, you know, but for the betterment of this team and program, Duffy needs to have that second spot locked in at the end of spring, in my opinion. Yeah, I think maybe Rodemaker holds it through the end of spring, but by what we've seen so far, it looks like – Duffy's going to have a real good chance to take it by fall. Mm-hmm. And you can see Jordan Travis, very hands on Norvell too. a lot of reps, even after their periods, you know, they're talking and going over things of missed reads and maybe different scheme, uh, missed, missed stuff going on. So definitely, definitely is getting some chances and he will continue to do that. I do certainly believe. And he, like I said, I maybe, maybe had the throw of the day going from, a uh, beautiful over-the-shoulder throw to Keyshawn Helton, which was just a beautiful snag, just a dot. Um, beautiful. Gino English throws a really good ball. Yeah, no, he, no. he can he can he can uh, be a depth piece. He sure can. Yeah, you know that would be dire straits if you got that to that point. Uh, yeah, if, if it if that happens, then I don't know if but, but I, don't know for, if I can for, handle it. I'm gonna have another yeah, natty ice wall, just like what Willie Taggart did to me. Uh, I mean, for for a walk on, <laughs> you know, he, he's a walk on, you know. Yeah, but like he throws a really good ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's like to have there for depth. He's great to have. So there, there's definitely. A good amount of quarterbacks, I do think, still after the spring, they're going to look at bringing someone in with hopeful college experience. Uh, let's jump into some. See about that. Oh, Dustin's got the sauce. I got to mute Nate every time he yawns. I, this is like eight yawns. Should we be worried? You need oxygen? 
I don't think they're going to look for You're an, another quarterback and unless Duffy and uh, Rodemaker severely underperform. Correct. Right now, I think it's going to stick as is. I, I think they're going to have to address um, corner. I think, you know, and, and maybe possibly bring in another lineman or linebacker. Yeah, I could see I'm looking at another offensive tackle or a defensive end if, if mm-hmm. the right guy becomes available. Hmm. Uh, and then let's jump into some recruiting too, because that was a crazy busy weekend on Saturday. Like I said, bus loads uh, of just recruits being in attendance, which brought a lot of uh, a lot of eyes to the program on Saturday. But number one, let's start off with Florida State landing a defensive lineman from North Carolina, Newburn to be exact. 6'3", 285 pounds. Keith Sampson picks Florida State and Odell Hagens to play for. He has current offers from Clemson, Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Texas A&M, and others. This is a really impressive get, I think, for Florida State and Odell Hagens. Definitely, whenever we got Mm -hmm. to talk to him, also parents involved, too after the practice saying, you know, this really was Keith's decision. And he told us that, you know, I wanted to make the announcement uh, the next day, whenever they came into town and uh, just wanted to have the family there. Everything worked out there. They talked in the hotel and the next day uh, they made the announcement that he would be committing to uh, Florida state. And they had multiple visits. You know, dad was telling me when visited Ohio state and was impressed there, but there's just something about Odell Hagen's that Keith really, really like but what do y'all think about that pickup there on the defensive line and just one more thing the trenches man it seems like there's a lot of focus they had a lot of big mm-hmm. guys in town over the weekend yeah it was huge i mean honestly i didn't really expect the expect him to commit this early let alone to florida state like you said he, he was in the midst of a long visit to her he was actually going to be at clemson this weekend but with him going ahead and committing to florida state he said that he shut his recruitment down. He's not going to be taking any other visits, and he's just focused on doing what he needs to do to get to FSU. But it's a huge pickup because, obviously, getting mm-hmm. some guys on the interior and on the edge is a huge focus, and he's really one of the top interior defensive linemen in this class and going to be great, coupled with Lamont Green Jr., as well as some other guys down the line. Now, I, you know, so who, who's – the last high school tackle, like blue chip defensive lineman tackle that FSU signed. Um, Thinking about Cooper? guys currently on the roster. This is Cooper four star. Guys that weren't transfers. Yeah. It could be. It might Very be good. Cooper. Love it. I mean, the, the transfer portal has really helped for this. If, if you count transfers, then it's, yeah, it's it's probably, probably, I'm talking Cooper. about it. Like I'm a true recruit. So, yeah. Someone in the chat will tell us. Definitely. The, the, this guy's yeah. better. This guy's better than Cooper. Um, you know, coming uh, out of high school. Yeah, coming out of high school. Um, yeah, right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coop, if you're listening, make sure. You're, you know, no, I mean, check those calves. There should be no offense to that. I mean. But they play also in different positions. Cooper is a nose tackle. This guy's a this guy's a D tackle. Um, but for FSU to get this kid to commit was huge, like Dustin said, because he's a really good player who 
you know, FSU beat out some really good programs. And, and you know, he's liked FSU um, when, you know, he, he talked about when he put out his first top five list, FSU wasn't on there. Um, as soon as he put it out, Odell Higgins was on the phone with him, you know, talking about, hey, just come down and see us, you know. Uh, you're gonna like what you see, and you know I think that that Samson connects with him because you know one Odell, a motivated Odell is hard hard to beat out, and, and then two you know he stayed true to what he was talking about. So you know Samson liked FSU, and, and then coming into the visit and his family liked it. So huge gift for Florida State. But, yeah, Logan, like you said, that, w- that was the first thing I was going to talk about. So you have him him in town. You have Rune Bain in town. You have Jordan Hall. You have Vic Burley, who's, you know, a five-star. You have Will Norman, who's a high four-star. Falk. You have yep, you have um, Wilkie Denard. I mean, you have so many yeah. defensive linemen in town this weekend. Um, true elite level guys that were, were in town that all are seriously considering Florida State. You know, they've done a great job of casting a net, and that's one thing I think we're seeing the staff do with a lot of positions. You know, wide receiver, you know, we were kind of talking about that before we jumped on the podcast is, you know, how many options there are. And, you know, they cast a wide net at, at D-tackle this cycle, and there's a lot of really good options. You know, for for Burley, you know, Dustin and I were talking about. We hadn't seen Burley. We thought he he decided not to come, and you know he just had another great visit. You know, and mentioned he's going to come back. So, you know, Will Norman decided to mm-hmm. stay in town instead of going to LSU and turned it into a whole weekend visit. Keep an eye on that one. Yep. You know, Jordan Hall, who. Loves FSU, um, but seems like he wants to go through the recruitment process. You know, there's a lot of great options, and there was a lot of great talent that was in Tallahassee on a Saturday. Yeah, and you didn't even mention uh, Wilkie Denod, and I really do think he might be the next guy to Mm -hmm. jump on board. You know, he was really favorable of, of Florida State during his interview afterwards, and he was asked if he thought about committing, and and he's like, I did, and. He's like, um, he wants to take visits first, but he's like, uh, it it could happen. You know, you you never know. So he, he did he did say that you know, something could happen very soon. Right. By the yeah. way, Nate, I, I looked back just at your defensive tackle question real quick. Who was the last blue chip? Technically, Sean Bray Jackson ended up a four star, um, but before that, Dennis Burks and Coop were both four stars in the twenty eighteen class. Hey, that's what. See, now that basketballs, you know. Wondered <laughs> away from us, sadly. You can be that one guy always on the shows and podcasts. It gives us what we need. It gives the stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give the stats that we need. But also, it kind of proves, you know, you know, Florida State should always land those guys. And to land one here, one here, you know, three over a five-year span is not what typically FSU's had. You know? And, and it seems like there's a really big effort to change that this cycle. It's going to be a smaller class. But there's going to be a. It's shaping up to be a, a really solid class. Early on, 
I just can't believe Austin's engaged in an FSU recruiting conversation. This is, that, this is I wasn't listening to the recruiting part. I was focused on, you know, players that are already on the roster. Austin, that, that is true growth. <laughs> That's Listen, man, I'm tired. <laughs> or, or you're just that scorned about the, the basketball season and that you want to just dip your toe in a little bit of, of, of success no. as, as, <laughs> as, as, as the, uh, you know. Eight the, wins. <laughs> The winds have righted the the, the the sales and FSU basketball is back to being no FSU basketball okay. FSU the football basketball team is going to be back because that's yeah. how it has to be. Ba- basketball would be fine. I'm not worried about the long term future of this program. <laughs> I think anyone is that at all. Um, yeah, I was going to say just jumping in here too. There, we we the guys are just pumping out recruiting interviews and we're texting them to you guys so if you guys want recruiting scoop and spring practice updates 850-616-8661 feel bad for them yeah text that number i feel i feel bad but there is they're great interviews so far so definitely text that number but yeah i I think Wookie, you know i i I, that's a sooner rather than later you know tyler jeffries had another great visit um you know one of the offensive linemen that was in town from alcoa tennessee yeah, we didn't even mention Darren Reed. I just forgot about I that. Say Darren Reed. Lineman. Yep, I was gonna go back to him, but yeah, I, I, mean, I had missed it. God, that knows. just shows how much damn depth and people that were in town. And I think receiver, wide receiver, a lot of, lot of, lot of legit options. Wait, wait, wait. We recap the defensive line because I got a question for wide yeah. receiver since we talked about that in the All production right. meeting. But finish off D line real quick. Or, yeah, I guess just sticking with the defensive line. I, I think Darren Reed is. Another guy that that could wind up committing to Florida State um, mm-hmm. down the line. His current plans are to release a top list in March. But really, FSU has been the school standing out with him from the jump. They were the first school to offer. He's got a great relationship um, with with Coach Norvell. He's been there what three times now? Two or three times. He's, he's been there more than that. I think it might be about five times. And mm-hmm. the thing that really helps is Ryan Barto has a pretty good connection over there to that high school, which. I don't know what that was, but that's, that's helped to get Reed and Kelton Smith uh, to campus. And I mean, Florida State, Kelton Smith came right out and said it, that FSU is leading right now. Darren Reed, a little bit more coy, but those guys have flat out said they plan to play at the next level together as long as everything goes right. And I've got no reason to believe that won't be at Florida State. And the guy that FSU probably made the most um, ground with this weekend, Nate, you mentioned him earlier, Will Norman got him in from IMG Academy. And, you know, he said he he came really just to have fun on the visit. And as he was at Florida State, he began to take him more seriously, had some extended talks um, with the coaching staff, canceled that visit to LSU, like you said, Nate. And it sounds like he could be eyeing a return, popping back up in Tallahassee on April 9th for the spring game. And obviously that connection with Duffy over at IMG definitely helps. But Getting him here in person, spending some time with the coaching staff as well as players. I know he's a, he was around um, Derek McClendon a ton over the weekend. Really opened his eyes uh, to Florida State being a le- legitimate option for him. And then Keldrick Falk as well, another guy, probably a, a top 120 player. Really, it's Auburn, Alabama, FSU, because he's a guy coming out of Alabama. Um, said FSU's right there in the top three, and – what really surprised me about him is he said his best relationship on the coaching staff is with offensive analyst Austin Tucker, dating back to whenever COVID started. He he started calling FSU, trying to build a relationship, and he said Coach Tucker was the guy that always picked up. So they've they've talked every week for 
almost two years now, which gives Florida State definitely an interesting inside track to that recruitment. Mm-hmm. He walked him and his family out to the car afterwards, Coach mm-hmm. Tucker. Wow. I was going to say, too, Will Norman, I think that, you know, spending that much time this past weekend along with seeing some of the former Knowles, uh, you know, the only reason I really found out was through social media and seeing pictures, but you saw DMAC over there with them all throughout the weekend, seeing Tallahassee, and then also being able to also hang out with some former Knowles, Joshua Kane Doe, J-Rob. You also had, I believe, P.J. Williams was there in it. I'll try to look. But, there was, I mean, there was a handful yeah, of was former there. Knowles. Yeah, I think all the former Knowles all kind of went to the same place and, afterwards. And, and um, I, I didn't recognize Will Norman because he cut off his dreads, his braids. I was trying to figure out who he was. He looks like a damn college player right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's got size. <laughs> size is uh, right there for but, sure. Uh, he had a good time uh, with Barto yeah. out there. They were doing some little photo shoots and yeah. posing and stuff. Yeah. Having a good time. I'm going to say, let's jump into wide receivers too, because like you guys were saying in the production, I mean, this, and, this one's going to be a storyline to follow, at least this unit, because there's so many guys talented. You got Hakeem Williams, you got Santana Fleming. Um, you know, you also had Ennis here too, but you know, you had some top tier talent in town. Um, Brown too, who's local, who has really close ties, and you know, really likes Florida State and wants to. That's a dream school for him, and the staff really believes in him. But uh, you know, maybe let's talk some wide receiver here, D. Lou. This one's going to be interesting, I think, and you know, this will lead kind of into Chris Parson because you know you're hearing things from Parson here and there and stuff. So I don't know if whatever kind of scoop you can give to the reader or the listeners, but um, you just definitely have a good connection there with maybe understanding who Parsons after too. For sure. I mean, I, I really think this one, it's get on board while you can because mm-hmm. the spots are going to fill up. There's there's just so many guys that Florida State is looking at um, at wide receiver. They've already got Nate, mute your damn mic. They've already got Vondravius Jacobs um, committed. <laughs> and then there were a couple guys on campus this weekend that are definitely priority targets like Santana Fleming. We mentioned Ennis, but I'm not really going to talk about him because – He's not coming to Florida State. That's a really unrealistic option. But um, Darren Lawrence was here. Adam Hopkins, a longtime target for Florida State. You mentioned Keon Brown. So really some guys that could wind up in this class when it's all said and done. And, um, you know, Keon Brown's a guy that I've really liked, and I've gotten the chance to see him compete in person at Under Armour Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I've just been keeping up with, with his recruitment and, Really, Florida State, they've definitely made him a priority. He's already been back on campus this week. He was there on Monday to, to check out another spring practice. It helps that he's just 10 or 15 minutes down the road. But he's a guy I really like. Um, Santana Fleming back on campus for the first time this offseason with that group um, from the South Florida Express. Got to meet with Coach Dugans. Got to visit again. Florida State definitely in it for him. But the thing is, he wants to wait until December and – you know, if, if guys want to hop on board before then, who knows if Florida State's going to wait around. I think they would wait around for Hakeem Williams, but I'm not sure about Fleming. And and then Darren Lawrence as well. Um, FSU starting to build that relationship. Chris Parson ha- has been talking for him, talking to him a lot. He's going to get back to campus soon um, with his mother. So another high target. There's too many good options to wait right now. So... We'll see how it unfolds. 
So who do you think they'd wait on? They'd wait on Hakeem, and then they'd wait on Jalen Brown. I think they wait. I think you wait on, you know, legitimate options that you you wait on a, um, you know, Jalen Brown, who I think is the top wide receiver in the country. Um, I, I think you wait on um, Hakeem Williams, and I think you wait on Brendan Ines. You know, if if that were to unfold, everything else is, you know, kind of a first come first serve. Oh, yeah, and I didn't get the chance to. I didn't get the chance to catch up with Adam Hopkins, but I was there to catch Hakeem Williams on Saturday, and this is one where, in my opinion, it's kind of like a Florida State Miami battle. He's been to Miami a couple of times this offseason already. This is his first time at FSU, but he's got that connection. You know, former teammate Omar Graham Jr. Chris Parson has definitely been recruiting him hard. He's got he's got a decent little relationship with coach Dugans as well. And he arrived on Sunday, came with his coaches, um, his mother as well, fresh off a basketball state championship that he won on Saturday night. It was actually a really busy weekend for him. He visited Gainesville on Friday, played in Lakeland on Saturday, won the state championship with Stranahan high school. And then he, he was at Florida state on Sunday for probably about six hours or so on that unofficial visit. But Mike Norvell went out there, um, welcomed him and his family to campus walked them to the moor, and then Florida State had the entire staff sitting right there in the front of the moor. So when him and his family walked in, they let out a giant cheer, applause. Um, Chris Parson actually let me know that that he was there as well. And whenever he walked in, Hakeem walked right up to him and, and dapped him up and you know said, what's up? So it sounded like everything went really well. He talked to us afterwards and said that he and his mother had a really good conversation um, with Coach Norvell and that he's excited to get back to Florida State again. So I think this visit really cemented them as being a legitimate contender for Hakeem Williams. And, and that's not even, you know, not even talking about a guy like Kevin Concepcion from from, yeah. from that's a good point from Charlotte, who, you know, said that this is the best visit he's been on. Um, you know, he, he's teammates with Taylor Smothers, who is one of, you know, my top running backs that I really like in this class. You know, there's just a lot of targets that Florida State is, again, you know, casting that net to really land what they need in this class. So you can't always depend on the, you know, the transfer portal land to land four guys. You know, they need some high school kids in this class. And, you know, the next few years in Florida is completely stacked along. I know that, uh, Someone's getting shot in back there in Nate's house or something. No, it's like crazy. kid playing with a freaking space shuttle. She just got back from, from Kennedy, so relax. You're Everyone relax. Getting shot. I didn't want you to get shot. But um, you look at the 24 class, you know, some rainings came out this week. You know, Ford is just stacked again. So there's a lot of good options. What about Connor Stroh? Does it, did anybody catch up? I don't, I don't think he. I don't think, I don't he, think, was, he, I don't think he was here. No, I don't believe so. No, nope. but Adam Hopkins kind of dipped in and dipped out. Yeah, I don't think he did interviews with anybody. No, I I, I didn't see him after the practice. I think he was, he was in quick. and out. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of maybe wrap up things or whatever, I know uh, Parson was in attendance and everything, and. Uh, maybe how did that visit go for him? We got to speak with him and his family afterwards. We were invited to James Coleman's NIL panel that he had with a lot of actual current commits, 
along with some targets too, who I think are close to probably uh, deciding to go with Florida State. Really shout out to James Coleman for inviting us to that, which was a great event. Also got to see Keith Sampson and, and talk with his family. But, um, you know, Parson brought a notepad and was taking down notes for that because I think not only are the players, but I think more than anything, the, the, the family members have a ton of questions regarding all, the, all of this NIL stuff because it really starts jumping after you're done with football. And if nobody's playing basketball or track, you know, you really start jumping into these NIL NIL opportunities when you're going into college. But anyways, how did, uh, you know, Parsons visit go, you know, this is not really for me, nonetheless, I, you know, I'm not worried about Parson and, and the recruitment there. Now to me, the biggest question marks is who's he after? And, you know, how are those relationships being built as a staff allowing him to go in and say, you know, the staff is the staff telling him, Hey, I want this right here. I want this over here. I want this wide receiver for you to go after. I want this offensive lineman. Can you contact, you know, how has that uh, kind of been for Parson having a big weekend of big mammals and big guys there and definitely a lot of good talent in front of him uh, to work with as being a true, true bell cow. Now this is now his job to do is to come into Tallahassee and be a recruiter for Florida state. Yeah, the weekend, the weekend uh, went very well. You know, like I said earlier, he talked to pretty much all those wide receivers that I mentioned. Um, Chris is texting them on the reg and building relationships with those guys and doing what he can to try and get them to end up at Florida State. And, I mean, the same thing with offensive linemen. You know, he's personally reaching out to guys, building friendships with them. Um, trying to get them to come visit to Florida State so that they can see what he's seen and make that decision to join him in the tribe. So, I mean, he's really doing all that he can. And, and to your point on the recruiting, that was one thing he said on Sunday um, about why he loves this Florida State coaching staff is that they've really let him be involved in these efforts. You know, so not only are they telling him like, hey, can you talk to this guy? You know, we're we're really interested in him. They've they've said to him, if there's a guy that you like, let us know. And then, you know, we'll take a look at him and, and see what could happen. So he's been bringing guys that don't have FSU offers or maybe that the coaching staff doesn't know about and putting them on those guys as well. So really, it's a it's a dual effort between Chris Parson and, and the coaching staff, you know, and, and he's definitely unique. He's definitely unique um, in the class when it comes to his ability to recruit. I don't think there's there's another guy committed right now that's that's like him you know he's really the guy going out there trying to build this thing and really really focused on the offense you know especially right now with how many guys are at wide receiver and how many guys are at offensive line that that really like Florida State and as for the visit everything went really well the main thing for him this time around was to get a feel for coach Tokars you know because he committed whenever Kenny Dillingham was still the offensive coordinator at Florida State since then, he's at Oregon. Tokars has been promoted to quarterbacks coach. And they have a really good connection off the field, talking with one another. This was his first time to get a good couple of hours sitting down behind Tokars, listening to him coach up A.J. Duffy, Jordan Travis, and learning more about his coaching style. And he said it all went really well. He, he really liked what he saw from Tokars. And he paid special attention to how they were working with A.J. Duffy because he's going to be in that same scenario a year from now. So just a really mature mindset already be thinking about stuff like that. And like you said, he was at the NIL meeting as well. Um, it, it all went really well for Chris Parson. I mean, I, I didn't even ask him 
hey, where's your commitment stand after this visit? We don't do that type of stuff anymore. But he did tell me, dating back to his childhood, this is his. This was his 11th visit to Florida State. And he's like, every, every visit I take is better than the last one. He said he sat down with Coach Norvell, and whenever they speak, it always just reaffirms why he committed to Florida State. Well, listen, the true test of – of Chris is wearing the white all whites this year. The all whites are the best uniform force it has right now. I got some good pictures in them. Let's find the pictures real quick. Yeah, those are clean. So, I, I'm working on that one. I'm I've, I'm talking to a few people, and you know, Florida State was supposedly supposed to get the order in last year. A, a factory burnt down or something. Some serious bad luck, and then I get to have those white helmets, but. I, I, I've been told that I'll be the first person to know. We can maybe get the first chance to report Man, that, it. That, that is happening. just a phen- phenomenal. That's uniform. that's my biggest thing I could break ever, ever in my life. And, and it probably honestly will be. <laughs> probably honestly will be. But, yeah, no, the all-whites are clean. He had a photo yeah. shoot, too, here. But, uh, he, I mean, not only that, these cleats are dirty. I noticed some of them. Uh, Robert Cooper had some cleats on that's saying something for defensive linemen usually it's a skill guys but these cleats are clean no, but I, I, I was watching chris on saturday um you know he was super interactive with all the recruits man you know he was up and down the sideline talking to everyone you know very active so you know i you know just my opinion you know i, I think that you know there should be no questions about you know his commitment status yeah, not only is he talking to these recruits, but he's he's talking to their families as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really just – he's doing whatever he can to build those connections. I got I to gotta shout out to the little collab that we did. Really, it was a collaboration with Florida State, kind of. Not really, but um, they got some uh, Sports Illustrated stuff here. So Sports Illustrated love, but we collaborated on Instagram here and came uh, came out with a caption. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool little thing here. So this was from LeBron James's uh, Sports Illustrated cover from I believe 2002, and you got to see Parsons right here, the chosen one. Uh, so the media department really killing it too. Not only that, but in video too. So shout out to to Florida State to a few of those guys that also listen to the show. We've kind of found out since hearing our voices in some of the videos, but. Shout out to them. Uh, these are some really cool graphics. The media department, definitely, mm-hmm. they're putting in some work behind the scenes, definitely with recruits and getting not only, you know, these, usually it took about a day or two for these graphics or these photos to go out. But, man, these these photos are going out quick. We're talking the day of, maybe just a couple hours after visits. And that's saying something. That, that's like, man, I can post that right away. You keep that energy going. The the vibes are good, and guys are more willing to post it to their socials. And the oh, yeah, these kids, they, they want them edits quick, <laughs> you know? Yep, yep. Quicker the better. That's how it is in anything nowadays, man. You got to get it quick. But real quick, there are a couple, you know, um, Damian Fagan, um, Damari Brown, there were a couple really good defensive backs that were in town too. So overall, I think it was a great event for, for Florida State. So, you know, I think for the spring game, it's going to be interesting to see how many kids they have on campus. Mm -hmm. They had at least 75, I think, on Saturday. 
fifty to seventy five. There was a lot. And there was, was a, a lot, lot on Wednesday too, man. There was a lot on Wednesday. There's going to be a lot this Saturday. I've been I've been mm-hmm. doing the list, and it's already getting close to like fifty guys, and you know that's not counting whoever shows up. I don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Are you going out there, Lou? I think you were saying you were maybe potentially. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. It's looking like it's going to be a cold one. Don't 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 be so happy about it. Jeez. I know, right? Dang. Everybody, don't don't. And if you're a crew, don't go near Dustin. He does not want to be there. Well, I look ahead at the weather, and if it's going to be cold or if it's going to be raining all day, man, it's going to be miserable out there. But it be bad by ten o'clock. It's going to be like. Hopefully, they'll let us in the morn, and we can just all huddle <laughs> in there together. In the bathroom only. Okay. You got to hang out in the bathroom. They gotta, it, there's a lot of space in there, so uh-huh. you've been in there a lot. It's a nice bathroom. That bathroom knows us very well after this last weekend. In and out, in and out, in and out. But luckily, the staff—that's one thing I will say. Out of the staff, and this is Norvell, and this is what he does. But the staff—they greet you, they say hey to you, they don't just ignore you, and and be some certain where they're not. They're not. They're just nice people, and they come up and greet you. They'll even be nice and you know tell you heads up, we've got blah 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 arriving soon. And you know they're it's kind of a helping each other kind of thing. And that's something nice about the staff. I will mention that's something that starts off with Norvell. It wasn't that way under the Fisher era. I can go ahead and tell you that it was not like that. So um, <laughs> not even close. So just something to put there. It's been nice, you know, getting some conversations with some of them. Just little small ones. Uh, sure. Anything, anything, um, anything else, gentlemen? I mean, this was I thought a really good informative pod of the start of spring camp and recruiting wise. I mean, this was I was looking forward to doing this because I just was ready just to tell everybody on here and all the listeners. But what a wild week! I think we're all still kind of recovering, but got to keep going. And like I said, we're gonna have a break next week, so. Um, we won't be here live, so enjoy this episode. I know it will be brutal, but we have 131 watching right now on YouTube alone. So if you're if you're on YouTube, hit that like button. I think we, we I think we could hit 75. We're at 63 likes. If you could hit that, help like us out, button. y'all. Come on. Yeah, help us out. We definitely. I'm tired of hearing guys. Logan ask him every week about the likes. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on asking until we have 100,000 subscribers. But hit the subscribe button too. Hit the subscribe and there's a lot of content now. I mean, we're I got a camera now. I've got a nice camera and these two things right here. I mean, we're getting crazy. I got binoculars and these are two wireless mics that will be might be doing instant kind of recaps after practice and posting mm-hmm. to YouTube later on in spring camp. So these are these are badass right here. So um, a lot of content may be coming more to YouTube for you guys. I don't really want to just upload interviews, interviews, interviews. That's kind of repetitive but if we could do maybe an instant recap you guys let us know in the comments if you would like that after a practice for about and 15 minutes i think between dustin and i we have what 15 more interviews to type up <laughs> yeah there i've got but again knocked out before this weekend i'm doing <laughs> uh, i'm doing smothers right yeah because i deleted it yeah that means i've got seven more to do tonight <clears throat> Got a little lapel pen I can wear now. I can really look like a friggin' nerd. I mean, I wasn't looking that way either way, anyways. But not like anything changed. But it, good thing it doesn't work. But sorry, I'm just showing off some cool nerdy gadgets. But, I will say the last thing on recruiting, I want to see the the running back board and the tight end boards continue to develop a little bit. You know, linebacker. I thought, 
Yeah, linebacker for sure. But I mean, even running back, you know, it was, it was mm-hmm. a little concerning that Smothers was really the only legitimate FSU target there, um, running back wise. Mm-hmm. So th- those boards need to branch I, out a little bit. I think there was zero linebackers. Ra- you had Ra- uh, Bobby Ra- Washington. Raul Guire was the, you know, the, I don't think he made it. No, he didn't. Yeah. And Bobby Washington doesn't have an offer yet, so he's more of an evaluation guy. Mm -hmm. So we'll just have to see. And, I mean, same thing with running back. You know, you're you're probably not going to get Richard Young or um, Cedric Baxter at this point. I I think it's safe to say start looking elsewhere, which is why they're targeting Smothers so much. But you need guys behind that. They've got a really good one coming in this weekend, a guy like a ton, um, Mm -hmm. Dante Dowdell from Mississippi. Saw him at UA Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, and he really popped out to me. So I'm interested to hear how the visit goes. VZ, do you want to say anything, or do you just want to give it a week? Do you want to take a break and then give well, your season recap later? Take, apparently, taking a break next week. Yeah, so you can. That's what I'm saying. You have an extra um, break. I mean, well, I think we at least got to mention it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did it wrong, bro. Devastated uh, to feel good. Devastated to feel good. I don't know why I didn't say. Uh, there we go. That's that's pretty accurate. Wait, let's do this right here. There we go. So does it feel like you've been punching the stomach, Austin? Dude, it was. Oh yeah, it was like... damn! <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon, my not. man. Why it will real gut punch? Hopefully, yeah. Because like, after Saturday, you know, we're feeling good after the NC State game. You won three straight. Offense looked good. You know, Syracuse comes into this game having lost four straight, having collapsed against Miami. Um, you know, you're feeling kind of good, especially because the two games in the regular season are pretty close. And you're thinking, well, the only reason FSU lost the first game against Syracuse was they went four of 30 from three. Surely that can't happen again. Um, yeah, they went two of 25, which is a blistering 8%. Um, it's as poor of a shooting performance as, as I've ever seen. Um, I think it's bottom 10 all time in Ken Palm's history for Florida state basketball, which is dating back to like 2000 for effective field goal percentage. Um, it was just a horrible game. You know, guys weren't getting back in transition. <laughs> guys weren't making shots. Um, Syracuse was killing us on the glass and they're not that good of a rebounding team. It was just, it was just one of those games where you're like, what, what happened to this team? What, what happened to this team that just played on Saturday? Um, you know, I think I think a lot of people thought FSU might have been able to make a run if, you know, they started heating up. Um, instead, it was almost Boston College. They were two points away from being in the semifinals. Um, so it was just a weird game. I it's I hate that I took yesterday off to watch that game. Um, it's really all you can say about it. Now we now we have to we have to um. See if they'll get a NIT bid, which I think they'll get invited. I don't know if they'll accept it. Um, Please don't. I, I wouldn't be wrap it up. Oh yeah, at, at this point, wrap I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, let's just wrap get it. healthy because they've got so many guys that are banged up, playing mm-hmm. through injury. Just get healthy. I wouldn't blame them. Um, but if anyone's curious, I think they'll at least get the invite. It seems that it seems that South Carolina is going to get invited, and South Carolina and Florida State are very similar. So, uh oh. We'll see if they accept Might not it. Might be over, and gentlemen and ladies. We'll see ladies if they accept it. We will find out Sunday at nine o'clock. That is when the NIT selection show is for the three people that care. Nine p.m. or nine a.m. Nine p.m. Because it's got to be after the regular selection show. Obviously, I, 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 I got a, I'm, I'm, I, 
Yeah. I got a random uh, question. Awesome. I'm changing all my plans, by the way, for that selection show. I'm changing everything. I had like plans to go like go on a yacht and like get like fed um, I'm, I hibachi, but day, so. I'm, I'm canceling all my plans to watch that selection show. Just putting it out there. Go ahead, Nate. Um, does it? Or, <laughs> I guess I how I ask it. Doesn't Leonard Hamilton usually take this team, you know, outside the country every couple of years? So every NCAA basketball team gets a gets a um, foreign trip every four years. Um, so, so the last one was my year, eighteen or nineteen. It was Jamaica. When was that? I got to go back and look. Let me go, hold on. Let me go through photos because <laughs> I was on that trip. Four years has got to be coming up, but I mean, who knows if it, it may have been the it may, I say, it may have been the COVID year. Uh, Damn. Hmm. Let's see. I think it was summer of 2018. Let me double check. Hit the so, light. I, 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 I my, my question is, man, this team needs needs some time, as much time as, as possible to gel. Yeah, they you know, do. W- whether that's more like a, you know, a chance to go to South America and you know travel there and play play there, but this team needs more time together. They do. <laughs> they really do. That was um, my question, Nate. That was a statement. Well, no, no, because he was talking about is there over. But he didn't, he didn't ask one question the whole time. No, he did. He just it was one long sentence. Was it 2019? <laughs> Wait, it was 2019. Man, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had your shot. Yeah, Dustin and Nate got to meet each other for the first time in person. That was I saw incredible. that picture. That picture was hilarious. There was a lot of slap in the neck, though, Austin. I that was my. That. I came up with that idea. No, I said, let me get a picture for here. The spear. And then I was and like, you're like, yeah, I was like, it. yeah, Nate choked me out. <laughs> oh my, what? Pause. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, what? There goes all of our potential sponsors there. I think there is actually a sponsor now. I think they started this. Month. I don't, we don't have no sponsor. Dri- well, Drizzly, well, baby. Also- Drizzly, y'all don't know about it, but they, it just, I already did the ad run. It should not take me this long to find pictures. Austin's fumbling around. I will I'm say that um, Carolina Gold is overrated. What? I'm not, I'm not the biggest you fan didn't of Carolina eat Gold enough. either. So I went there. So here's the deal. Let me tell you guys real quick. So we're talking yeah. wings now. We, we're sorry, Austin. I know while VZ's going through his time hop. No, nope, I, I found it. I found it. Uh, it was, it was, it was uh, summer of 2017, so COVID canceled it last year. Breaking news, SI. Go there now. We'll get the story yeah. in a few. That's the latest. But anyways, we went to Hobbit, VZ, and these two dweebs – of course, get their bone, uh, not boneless. It's chicken wings with sauce on them. They didn't even finish their food. What? They didn't even what? finish all. They had like we three had or four wings left. I finished three or, mine. Three yeah, or four I, wings. I, I had two. Uh, I don't know about that. I had, I had fifteen. About, okay, finish it like a man. Finish it like a real true man does. I, I, I tell you what, I crushed those churros though. They were damn good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you brought those home, didn't you? Yeah. Me and, and me was, and Nate were trying to drive up the check. So he got two orders of churros <laughs> to go and brought them back to his hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. does that not surprise me? I don't know. But yeah, no, we we, we had some I had real wings, VZ. I had what was final they total had on that nuggets. check. It was a it was a clean hundred, clean hundo. Damn. We burned. Should have spent like, more. For three of you? Yeah. Dude, Hobbit's expensive. No, these boys, they had appetite. They bought – no, they knew I was paying. <laughs> they bought the appetizers. <laughs> Nate even got a beer. I got a, I had to have a beer after that day. I mean, yeah, I needed it, day. but that thing was making me tired, dude. 
Oh yeah, no, it knocked you out. You're like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish it. I'm about to pass out. At Hobbit. That's impressive for three people. That's impressive, honestly. Well, but now that you it's see the really wing, not, the wing bro, price is overpriced. Yeah, well, the there, wing there is a wing shortage. I forgot about that. The, the wing shortage is still going on. Uh, uh, this stuff we'll end it on this too because I know I, we I felt bad for our server for that table next to us, man. They're running oh, him like yeah. a dog, man. Oh, that they yeah. had like a like 18 people over there, all drunk kids, uh, just wandering yeah, no around thanks. the restaurant. No thanks. Just wandering, uh, yeah, just throwing every darts. Time. Walk over there, throw one dart, then walk and sit back down. Can I get inside <laughs> the ranch? I come back. I need a ranch. These other guys like just like shoot me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blake is making sure that his comments seen because he's put it in here four times back to back to back to back. So, um, you know, we, we've, we've talked with Florida State's SIDs. Um, you know, we haven't seen Brownlee at practice. That's all we can really say from now. We'll see if there will be something public that the Florida State says or anything, but that's the case right now. Um, we'll see if anything develops there. Uh, from what I do know, though, and I can speak on this, is that it's not NIL related. I know there was some talks about it on Twitter and FSU Twitter is going crazy. But from what I know, it's NIL related, but we'll just see once something's official from Florida You know what, quit side. answering Blake's question. Yeah, he's going to be a he's douche. Being rude. Look, he's being rude. We're oh. finishing up our podcast here, buddy. This is going to be some of our funny stories for the week. So, Oh, damn. Yeah. Blake. Listen to the last hour and a half if you want. Listen, Hobbit is a part of Florida State, all right? Yeah, we're gonna talk had, about wings if you want to talk about wings. We've had hey, what? How many hey, alumni knolls come in here? Your question, Listen, man. Here the simple me. fact is that sometimes you can't answer questions because it jeopardizes things called credentials. So we can't answer that. Um, use your brain. He's not at Florida State. That means something happened, and there's a possibility that he'll be back. There's a possibility he won't be back. So it's fifty-fifty. Is that a good answer for you, Blake? <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Wow, we had a feisty one in here today. I love being an hour and a half late, too. You kind of missed everything there, but do appreciate you giving us the view for the day. And thank you for commenting 80,000 times, too. We're trying to be, I was trying to be nice. But Blake, go eat a bag of certain items. Anyways, let's end off the podcast. I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Like I said, let's we talk have about a week wings off. For 10 more minutes, man. Hey, I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna be yeah, let's talk about wings now for 30 minutes now. Now when we come back, we're talking a full hour of wings when we come back. But hey, we're not taking a break next week. We're, we're gonna have a wing podcast. Well, I will be taking a break and <laughs> well, you're some pretty waters. A, a boneless wing theme song, apparently. No, no, I have something in the works. I already told it's Dustin been in the works Logan. for two months now. No, 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 no. This is like the real deal. All right, whatever. Don't know what he's, everybody, gonna, man. he's got a he's got a plan. Close it off, Logan. There you go. Oh, yeah, we 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 got a little blockage there. I love Miss Carol. Miss Carol is always the best. Wing it exactly, Miss Carol. We love wings here. But yeah, um, we won't be here next week. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Seventy five likes tonight. I don't think I've seen that ever. So seventy five likes. We had, I think we topped like one hundred and forty viewers on YouTube. Facebook was doing its thing. So appreciate everybody hanging out Thanks, with us. To kick off. Yeah, the spring camp. Everybody worked their tails off too. And shout out to VZ two on a great season. If it is over, if it is, was it really a great season? Your coverage, yeah. I mean, your coverage writing like 2,000 words about, you know, whatever game. (laughs) Maybe people are interested in reading. VZ does put in some work, and he traveled to a lot of games too. First time this season that he was able to. So definitely shout out to VZ. That that is true. That is very true. 
I have, I've made an executive decision, Austin. You cannot come to LSU. It's too late. Damn. <laughs> oh God, if Beasy comes, I'm gonna be so ticked off. I want to hang out with Beasy. I want to hang out with you. I want you can hang out with us. We can go for drinks. You can I'm have your milk. Him. I'll have my so beer. Go. But you can't go inside the stands. I'm gonna jump. So you can't go. It's too late. You can't jump me. It's New Orleans too, so you know there's some voodoo going on. Uh-huh. Uh, it's gonna be a very scary week. I'm gonna get one of those dolls and stab you, Austin. Hey, but what if what if that's a game Jesus. that breaks the curse? Then I'll give you a hug. It breaks the streak. Give you a hug. <laughs> it, it, could, it could break the streak. Just think about it. It could be great. Oh, if it doesn't, man. we break your legs. <laughs> that's already they're already broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> not accomplishing anything there. That is true. Yeah, his his hips are tough. Definitely after seeing Eric Church and what he did to him in bed. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, no, let's hop no, on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know if you're a creepy girl or something. Going to three yeah. back to back to back concerts. I'm sorry. You got to cut that out, dude. <laughs> Dustin oh, took off. Dustin, why does why do you take away the reaction? This is why we're here. This is a show. We want the reaction. Oh man, thank you, Jay Jackson. This, this see, this is a good comment here. Listening to you guys is, is what I think a frat I party must be. Never, like. Well, I've I don't never know. Never been a frat party in my life. So I've never been in a frat. I have a few friends that are in a frat, but I've never yeah, been in, in a frat. What kind of a frat guy would have had those recruiting nuggets? Come on, bro. Yeah. What kind of frat guy looks like Dustin? And then we'll finish it off. The best Always. Guy. Always, well, he man. looks like a beer guy, but he doesn't drink. Well, he will. No, he didn't have a beer too with us. It was just me and Nate. Also, just I was dehydrated. Two. I need some sweet tea. That's gonna help. <laughs> uh, and then Johnny's gonna finish us off there. We're not gonna go to the fo- bottom comment, but at least Nate, you look cute, and we're gonna end off the podcast there. What's the bottom comment? <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't just worry. Don't worry about, about it. it. Yeah. Just just cut the podcast before he loads. It's it. not really the bottom anymore, but yeah. You enjoy. They're giving you compliments tonight. Oh, there goes Nate. All right, let's end it now while he's looking at it. Um, all right, everybody enjoy the rest of y'all's weekend. Oh, no, not the hair flip with no hair to flip with. All right, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks, Thursday night at 8.30. We'll be back giving you guys a recap of spring camp. That's when things are going to be rocking. So we'll have full coverage tomorrow on Friday. And look out for the new little mics I have. I don't know how I'm going to use them, but they're going to be awesome. We've got some pictures, too, coming also. So appreciate y'all. See y'all in two weeks. Peace. Happy spring break. Yeah.